Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Momming today with Luke Rosiak, an investigative reporter with The Daily Wire, also a father of two. And Luke does a lot of work on what our schools are teaching our children and how we as parents can make sure we approve of what they're learning. Luke, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. You know, I I was just reading a story that Florida colleges are requiring um, surveys to get get the politics of, of their staff, their faculty. And I I thought to myself, I was like, okay, it's college, right? You know, I mean, these are older students. These are adults that are are being or choosing which classes they want to take, if you will. And I I said, I'm like, well, is this so Governor DeSantis can know what he's really dealing with in these colleges, what the politics are? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why something like that would happen. Why do we have to survey professors? Yeah, no, I mean, I think people have for a long time focused, especially on the right, on the liberal biases of colleges. And what's interesting to me is how we've missed out on how it got that way, which is the K through 12 schools. I mean, these kids don't just come out at 18 as college freshmen and decide to, you know, major in communism and underwater basket weaving. They have been sort of put on that path for 13 years. And like you said, the college just doesn't really bother me as much because they are adults and, uh, you know, they're, they're voluntarily enrolling in, in college, sometimes private college. Um, but the, the, the schools preceding that are mandatory, you know, compulsory government education where your young, impressionable kids uh, go. And so... I think some of the college rhetoric has been overblown. You know, of course, college campuses are bastions of fringe progressive rhetoric. But what's more disturbing is when you take kids that are as young as five and start inculcating them with these ideas that are really, um, you know, frightening. The idea that you've been oppressed or your powerlessness or you're you're powerless or you're living in a horrible country. Uh, or, you know, sexual ideas that the kids are far too young to understand. Um, that's really what what grabbed my eye. And I, I got a sense about 18 months ago that we had made a big mistake by focusing on things like colleges and not um, K through 12, uh, because those are the things that really impact our lives. Those are the things that um, previously somehow have been kind of neglected. We send our kids to school and they come home and you kind of ask them how, honey, how was school today? And they just kind of grunt and you assume everything's fine. And, And obviously with the pandemic, people started to wake up and see all kinds of problems with the schools. But to me, um, colleges can do what they want, but I think that K through 12 education is in a, is in a, a frightening state. It's sort of in a, in a full on crisis in this country. That's scary. Um, and and you, you said it in your answer that 
as young as five, which I can't even imagine. I mean, I have a five-year-old. She's in kindergarten next year, and she will go into the public school system. I can't imagine how they are going to teach my little girl who really doesn't understand any of these concepts about some of the, these issues. The hot-button issues are CRT, critical race theory, and also transgender uh, um, policies, right? I think those are the two hot-button issues right now that most parents are concerned about, how their kids are learning about those issues. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just it, sort of a full-on assault in in kind of every subject, the racial oppression. And, you know, CRT is more or less just a shorthand for the idea that America is irrevocably uh, systemically racist. And, you know, if you had to characterize America in one word, it would be racist. Okay, but my, my, and, my daughter doesn't even know what a racist is. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think she understands there's different races. Um, and, you know, is it my job to teach her that? Do, in, in your survey of, of the 13,000 school districts, right, 13,000 across the country, is it, it's that many? Correct. How young are these big topics being taught to our children? They like to start uh, talking about slavery in in kindergarten. Um, And, you know, they'll they'll tell them about things like, you know, the Dred Scott court case from the 1800s, which said that basically blacks can't be citizens. And so you hear of kids coming home and saying, Mom, did you know blacks can't be citizens in this country? And they don't. These are I, I mean, we don't even under you know, we're not. I'm not a lawyer. I don't I don't you know, understand Supreme Court very well. These kids certainly don't understand what a Supreme Court decision from 150 years ago was. Um, they, they don't. There's no real reason for them to even know what what race is at five years old. And so when you tell them something like that, that happened in the 1800s, they, they don't know the difference between the 1800s and last week. Um, it, it's and, and then I think the teachers know that it's abusive and it's designed to prime these kids from a very early age to see things uh, through a certain ideological worldview. But it, it comes at a tremendous psychological cost. Gosh. And, um, you know, these these teachers, they try to act like, um, you know, when they get called out on it, they resort to these absurd straw men like you don't want us to teach history like no one is saying that. Like none of us in the last 30 years have gone through school without, you know, properly understanding history, you know, slavery and other ills of this country, inappropriate measure at the appropriate times. But what they want to do is essentially all day, every day, bring every topic back to race. They do it in math. They do it in science. They will find any way to connect you know, pick anything in the world and they will figure out a way to to connect it to racial oppression in well, America. After this break, you can tell me how math is racist. <laughs> We're momming today. We'll be right back. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're back on We're Momming today with Luke Rosiak, an investigative reporter with The Daily Wire. And Luke, you just said that teachers will find a way to find something systemically wrong with with mathematics. How is racism being taught in math class? They say that uh, objectivity is a white trait 
as is getting the right answer, uh, studying hard, and being on time. Who is they? Um, these are essentially consultants that are hired by large, large numbers of school districts who then adopt whatever the consultant says. Um, and I created a website, whatarethelearning.com, where people can upload materials that their kids come home from with or policies that their school boards pass and things like that, because people hear about this. And, you know, it's been I've written a number of stories about, you know, Seattle and, and you know, them talking about how math is racist, essentially verbatim. Um, and uh, people say, well, that's not happening where I live. And what I found is that it is, um, you know, you may not live in Portland or Seattle, uh, but this is you could live in Wichita and this stuff is, you know, probably to a, a slightly lesser extent happening, but it is happening. It's your school boards are not going to reflect the uh, political leanings and the common sense of the communities where they are in, because this stuff spreads through consultants and activist groups that totally don't care what parents want. And so it literally is, it's in the South, it's in rural places, it's in conservative places. And so you can go on whatarethelearning.com and you can see, um, you know, what's going on near you and you can upload things like that because it really does have to get personal. I think it's too easy to say, that's so crazy, it can't be true. I don't believe it. It must be exaggerated or it must be somewhere else, but certainly not in my district. And a lot of times this stuff, it, it, it is so pervasive that you almost have to see it um, for yourself in terms of these 13,000 school districts. And a lot of so that's what I've tried to do is get everyone involved and document this stuff because their pervasiveness is really breathtaking. Who are these consultants, by the way? And, and why are the school bo- – was there a problem that they need a consultant to fix? Because I feel like until recently – with the Loudoun County of Virginia news, et cetera, it's reached a, crescent, a crescendo. But but when did these consultants start coming in? They started coming in in the 90s and making a lot of money. I mean, the reason it's reaching a crescendo now is because they've been laying the groundwork for, for 20 years, um, especially the last five years. It's ramped up. Um, none of the stories that, you know, you've read about recently with Loudoun County and, and other things, those are, you know, this is just basically people finding out about things that have been going on for three to five years. And the reason they're, they found out about it is because of the pandemic. Um, the school started being online and parents saw what they had been teaching their kids. Right. And um, it had, they had been teaching them the same stuff for years it's just that parents had no idea. Um, and there have been, you know, unions and um, people, uh, teachers who have advocated to block parents from watching on Zoom when their kids are at home. And keep in mind, it's the teacher's fault that they're doing remote school anyway, because the, the teachers unions are refusing to go back to work. But then they'll say, well, how are we going to deal with this problem of parents finding out what we're teaching our kids? Mm. Um, because it's it's not you know, it's not teaching at all. I mean, these are these are ideological assumptions and and, um, you know, worldviews that they are uh, kind of pummeling into children constantly. And so the parental involvement is, you know, essentially, I, I think with the sort of boiling over that we've been seeing from some of these hot button places, um, it's happening everywhere where parents are starting to go to school board meetings for the first time. And like, whoever would have thought to do that like exactly. three, four years ago. Exactly. It's, it's, 
I mean, and, it's, and trust me, like I've been there. It's super boring. These meetings can go on for like five, six hours. Most of the stuff they say is just it's it's just you know it's just stupid and boring. But you have to you have to watch them because for for the longest time because it's so boring and it seems so obscure, no one was watching, and that's how these fringe fringe activists that don't and this isn't a republican versus democrat and, and that's what i wanted to get to get to you know whatever the the schools or the parents beliefs are there there has to be a middle ground especially in shaping the viewpoints of, of children who don't understand these these concepts um what is the middle ground what what how do we how do we ensure that a curriculum reflects both sides in a way that is um palatable to our youth at this point i i view them uh, the the teachers who do this stuff as alcoholics they can't do it just a little bit um if you start giving them that wiggle room they are the ones they operate in secrecy and in the um clap behind classroom doors so you basically have to draw a, a line in the sand and say look you can't be talking about stuff that's unrelated to academics to our kids, because if you tell them, well, you can do just a little bit, or of course we want you to teach morals, um, <clears throat> they're going to keep doing the same exact thing they've been doing now. I mean, there's uh, there shouldn't be any middle ground between Republicans and Democrats in schools. The schools should not be partisan. They can't be mm-hmm. um, because the essentially when you're campaigning for office, um, you have your campaign funds, and then say you win. Then, you know, you're the mayor or whatever, and you're, you're in control of all this money or you're the, you know, president and the federal government's throwing around four trillion dollars a year. You, you can't just win as a political party and then get to use the resources of government to keep your party in power. Um, that is uh, that's like what dictators do. Um, you know, in the federal government, you have the Hatch Act, where if you're a federal employee, you have to be very careful about doing anything remotely partisan. Um, but these schools are overtly partisan um, and they're doing it with our most valuable asset, our kids and sort of the most impressionable people. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it just can't be indulged. It, it just there's no room for anything outside of core academics. Mm-hmm in schools and unfortunately, you know, maybe ideally we would do certain other things, but at this point it just, it, it can't even be entertained. These people cannot be trusted. Do we it run needs the risk, to be Luke, really clear. Luke, of losing good teachers because they just don't want to be involved in what could happen or if maybe they're being forced to teach one thing or, you know, we maybe they just make a mistake and, and respond to a question that a student asks in the wrong way. And then you have a whole community uproar. They could be suspended out of a job and they just don't want to deal with teaching social studies or what have you. They have already driven out anyone who's not a far left progressive. You know, I shouldn't say anyone. There's a lot of teachers. Obviously, you can't speak in absolutes. But by and large, they have made it deliberately uh completely undesirable to work in a public school if you are not a far left progressive who but wants to But surely there are government. conservatives teaching in public schools. It, it is very difficult for them and and they're frightened. I mean, and they approach me and it's almost like they're acting like um, you know, they're Bob Woodward, you know, they're deep throat and they want to meet in a parking lot cuz they're like scared of getting killed and I'm like you're you're like a third grade math teacher like you shouldn't need to approach investigative reporters with this level of um you know, kind of secrecy and fear. Really? Um, but they they sense they they're fearful of retaliation. And meanwhile, of course, the other people can't get fired for any reason because they're unions. Um, but y- these are people that truly have 
turned our public school system into the most radical progressive outfit um, in the country. And it's really, you know, important to emphasize that, you know, when the, the, the ideology that they're pushing in this school is not something that 95% of your Democratic voting friends agree with. Um, it's stuff that normal Democrats laugh at, you know, in the far, far fringes of their party. And that is what has become mainstream among uh, uh, teachers. And, and teachers really are not that highly trained. They're not that highly qualified. Um, and they operate with essentially no supervision. They're, they're, they're told to create their own lesson plans and just kind of teach whatever they want to the kids. But most of them don't bother to do that. Or I don't know about most, but a lot of them don't bother to create their own lesson plans. They, they look for someone else to do the work for them. And a lot of those other and so what you have is people like the 1619 Project um, or Learning for Justice, which is the Southern Poverty Law Center, will create curriculums and give them out for free. And the teachers are like, oh, someone did my work for me. Let me just, you know, give this to the kids. And, and what these lesson plans are, are factually inaccurate and explicitly designed to uh, mold kids into political ideologues. Have you in, in your um I believe you said 18 months studying this. What were the most egregious examples of what was being taught that you've seen? And and my second question is, I just, you know, I, I have so many dear friends and family members that are teachers, and I don't think they're doing this. So my defense of the good teachers out there who are just teaching a straight curriculum, I mean, I, I, I just want to respect the work that our teachers do do. Yeah, so... The um, the teachers who aren't doing this need to um, stand up to it because it has absolutely taken over the schools. Um, the, I would say the majority of the 13,000 school systems have been completely colonized by this ideology. Um, there are a lot of teachers, just like there's a lot of parents, who don't agree. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea here is it's a tiny, tiny um percentage of fringe ideologues who are kind of the most the loudest and the most outspoken and they identify sort of power nodes that they can take over um and they bully everyone else into into staying quiet um but you know even look at the kid the what happened with the closures of the schools during the pandemic i mean this was completely emotionally traumatic to kids and really completely unnecessary. I mean, my vantage point, I'm, I'm down in Virginia where the schools were closed all year because of coronavirus. So maybe my vantage point is more um, skewed than, than some others where schools got back to in person earlier. But across the country, I mean, the teachers unions are still saying that if they had their way, kids would not be in school next year, at least not five days a week. That's because the because there are no vaccines for children who do not uh, die of coronavirus. Um, so, so you have to look at how strident the teacher leaders are. You have to look at the teachers, whether the teachers are really standing up to the aspects of their you know, colleagues that they disagree with within, in, any, in any vocal manner. And, and you have to look at the teacher's willingness to harm kids emotionally for their own desire um for their own gain and, and i think that you know the racial stuff has gotten some attention recently 
And to some extent, the, you know, to a large extent, the, the closures of the schools are what initially, initially woke people up to this issue. Yeah. Um, but, but this is all stuff that has been going on for 30 years. It's the lack of parental involvement. It's the sense that schools exist to employ teachers and, you know, that, that they are resources for various activist uh, groups to basically find a bunch of kids that are corralled to do things, you know, whatever they want to them. Um, and, and this is the kind of thing that um, it has been uh, the PTA is, you know, the P, what do you do if you're a parent? You know, do you just join the PTA? No, not at all. The, P, the PTA is why is there a T in that name? I mean, we can't be parents that advocate for our own kids without the teachers inserting themselves and saying, well, if you go to the PTA, that actually means you have a bake sale for the teachers and you, you know, you, you shower the teachers with praise. Um, the teachers, the teachers have their own union that they would never let parents join. They don't care what parents want. It's an adversarial relationship. Well, the teachers are um, just the babysitters, right? For, for the parents working from home. Remember those comments? Absolutely. That's yeah. what they say. You know, they're, they're, the teachers have a huge chip on their shoulder and they exaggerate a lot about how hard they work and how terrible it is for them. All they did is work from home for a year. It's not that big of a deal, honestly. And I know you're not like kind of you, like you alluded to, there's a lot of teachers and you're supposed to like be very positive to them at all times, but I'm sorry, they, they, they haven't earned it. Um, and yeah, you have, I, and again, I do believe this is a probably one to 2% of activists that are kind of big footing everyone else, but the 98% should not be cowering. Um, they have gone along with this and they're, they're doing it. They were told to do it and, and they're What doing about it. private schools? Are we seeing private, some of pri- this? Private schools up? are just as bad. I mean, that's the problem here. There's, and maybe not just as bad. And obviously the key is you can pick and choose. Um, which you can't do in public school. So if you find a private, many private schools are bad, I should say that, but you, you have the choice to withdraw and, and find another one. But it's becoming very difficult. Um, What's the, the pushback the thing- that you get? What, what, when, when, you, when you say some, some of this, um, what have critics, whether they're parents or teachers, what have they said to you? they don't say anything. The parents contact me by the dozens, you know, on a weekly basis, pleading for help, saying that they've been ignored by everyone. The administration isn't doing anything. Um, Essentially it's a, it's a silent supermajority of people who feel completely uh, abused and dismissed. You know why that is? Don't say anything. They just, they, they lie because the teacher act and activist groups in thing in, 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 in subjects and topics like this, when you raise your hand, if you're a whistleblower, if you will, you can be called things you don't want to be called as a result. So that's why I can see now that some of this has been exposed and the kids were at home for the last school year and the parents are seeing this, you want to question it, but you might not want the label that comes along with your question. Yeah, but they call everyone that. I mean, they tell five-year-olds to apologize for their, uh, you know, white supremacy nature. I mean, these are complete lunatics that need to be mocked and rejected. Um, Of course, they're going to call you racist. They're telling your kids that you're racist. But if you're a parent and people harm your kids, you have to fight for their kids. And I think that's what parents are trying to do. Um, The problem is it's just so overwhelming. Um, The PTA is... um, has teachers union officials on its national board. It's got administrators on the board, which by the way, 
if you've got teachers and administrators on there, you know, what advocacy, what constituency is this representing? It's literally just the schools and they're telling the parents you can serve us and, and make some cookies for us. Um, this is not that the, they work for us uh, and they literally they act like the schools are exist to employ teachers. They do not. Um, you know, I published a list on the Daily Wire uh, yesterday of a list of 4,000 people who signed a petition, teachers who pledged to violate the law to continue teaching that the U.S. is systemically racist and defined by its um, things like slavery, uh, it, even if states pass laws preventing them from doing that. And so there's a group called the Zen Education Project, which is named after uh, anti-American historian Howard Zinn, uh, who wrote the people's history of the U.S. Um, and so they say, you know, 4,200 teachers pledged to teach the truth despite new state bills against it. And so let me read in their own words what they're objecting to. Yeah, I, um, I want to. Go ahead. A, come on. Let's recent, hear this. I'm scared. <laughs> a, re, a recent bill introduced in the Missouri legislature exempts a ra exemplifies a rash of similar bills in Texas, Idaho, Arkansas, Iowa, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, West Virginia, Arizona and North Carolina. Those are red states that, that aim to prohibit teachers from teaching the truth about this country. And so I'll break into the quote here. And here's where they act like this means you're not allowed to teach slavery, blah, blah, blah. So now let me resume the quote and and, and um, with what 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 they actually object to. Um, it prevents us from teaching the truth about this country. It was founded on the dispossession of Native Americans, slavery, structural racism and oppression. And structural racism is a defining characteristic of our society today. We, the define the undersigned educators, refuse to lie to young people about the U.S. history and current events, regardless of the law. So uh, they are, of course, these bills don't say you can't teach history. Come on, read the bill text. Why, who would introduce such a thing? You can't teach slavery. They don't say anything like that. They, what they are objecting to, and they are so adamant about doing this that they're willing to break the law is teaching that structural racism and oppression are the defining characteristics of our society today. Five-year-olds, six-year-olds, 17s and eight-year-olds do not need to hear the opinion of uh, a random teacher that they are fundamentally oppressed and that that is the defining attribute of their, their time on this earth. Um, they are willing to break the law to keep doing that. That's how much they care about it. And Final so you question. can see... Sorry, sorry, mm -hmm. Luke. Final question. I'm just watching the time here. And, and it is, um, do schools, and forgive me if I don't know the answer to this, do they still say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of the day? Or is that not allowed either? You know, all of this is on a school district by school district basis. Yeah. But, you know, you can go to the Daily Wire and search for here are the thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate the law to keep pushing CRT. And it lists all the names because they, they signed this petition publicly. And so I put them all up there, group by state and by town. And so take a look and see what's going on near you, because it's probably closer to home uh, than you think. And it's something you got to keep an eye on. You're the parent. You can you can see what your kid comes home with in their backpack. Talk to them about what they learned that day. Um, go to school board meetings. And if you hear something troubling, take your kid's word for it over the administrators don't they're going to play word games they're going to trick you they're going to use secrecy so unfortunately you got to be aggressive and you got to be tenacious and you got to be skeptical um because they're not 
they're not your friends. They can't be trusted. Unfortunately, they've kind of been taken over by activists and they're using your kids as their playthings. And they're not um, they're not their kids or they're your kids. Yeah. A warning, a warning to parents to to pay attention to what to what junior is learning in school, even if it's math, which surprised me. Luke, thank you for coming on. Anytime. All right. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.